Hey, welcome to our Coffee with Alan time today. We are going to be talking about the temple today and uh, had some neat uh, insights this morning as we we're going through our, uh, my wife and I are going through our, our daily devotional. So if you ever have a chance, actually, this is a great, great chance. I know it's a, the, at the beginning of the year and, uh, and uh, so it's a 365 day, uh, day by day, chronological read through the entire Bible. Uh, the, it's the the newer the newer um, Christian Standard Bible, which is a wonderful translation. I've been learning so many different new things about it. It's so good, um, and so I really suggest you guys pick it up. It's so so good, um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've been able to see things that I've never seen before in other translations. Just the way that it puts puts things, the way that it, it you know it puts um, frame you know frames like certain, for instance like everything in the Old Testament, everything in the sacrificial system. So like if you if you're having problems right now and you're in your reading, you're getting to starting to get to Leviticus, you know, soon, um, <laughs> it could, it could really help because it really did help me like with understanding the different laws and sacrifices and, and things like that and seeing it in a, in a new perspective. Um, but so this morning we, so it, and the one that the, the, the best thing that I love about it is that it's not like, you know, January 1st, January 2nd, it's just like day one, you know, week one, day one, and it gives you a day off every week. It's, you know, so it's only six days. Um, but it has you read the, through the entire Bible in a year and you can start whenever we, I think my wife and I started in the summer, um, late, late spring, early summer. And so, um, you know, go at your pace and it's, it's really good. So you don't have to like keep up to certain dates, but it's, it would be a great one. I think a little bit more, um, help us to be, you know, help you to be a little bit better, um, more capable, you know, at, uh, completing a year, you know, your year through the Bible. Uh, you know, on your, on your schedule. But so, uh, we were reading through this morning, uh, second Chronicles six eighteen, And I was struck by a thought that came into my head just immediately after I read the sentence. Um, so the, the word, the, the so this is, you know, Solomon, he's dedicating his temple, the, the temple. He just finished building the temple. He's sitting, you know, kneeling there with his arms stretched towards heaven. And, uh, he's just in this reality mode of, you know, but will God indeed live on earth with humans? Even heaven, the highest heaven, cannot contain you, much less this temple I have built. You know, is you know Solomon sitting, standing there going, uh, I just built him just like a physical building. He can't, he can't dwell in here. Like the fullness of God can't reside in this little minuscule little building that I've that I've built for him. This, you know, even like the the Holy of Holies was only like thirty feet by thirty feet by thirty feet tall. You know, and so it's like he's understanding this the reality that God's presence can't fully fill this place, but God can fully fill this place. Um, which he did, like he, you know, God's presence, you know, came down and he filled the temple so much so that the the, the priests couldn't even minister there. Um, but it was interesting. So that, that question he asked, but will God indeed live on earth with humans? And my initial reaction, my, my, my gut reaction was yes. Like, yeah, he's told us he will. He, he does. Um, he, he, and, he, and indeed he, he will. So like two, you know, two or three passages actually came up in my mind. You know, 1 Corinthians 3.16 popped out at me. You know, don't you yourselves know that you, y'all, that word is plural there, that y'all are God's temple and that the spirit of God lives in y'all, in um, you, plural. God's presence, God's spirit, God's Shekinah dwelling presence lives with mankind, lives with humans. Um, in us, because we are the new temple, as it says in first Peter two, five said, you yourselves, uh, y'all yourselves, y'all selves, uh, it's plural as living stones, a spiritual house or temple are being built into 
being built to be a holy priesthood uh, or for a holy priesthood in some translations to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And now what are these spiritual sacrifices? Remember Paul when he said in Romans chapter 12, you know, offering your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. Um, and that's where we get a, a so such a powerful illustration of who we are in Christ. So don't want you to, to miss this. He says, you know, holy and acceptable, offering our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. Um, because remember, in order to offer a sacrifice in the temple, it had to be perfect. It had to be blameless. It had to be without, you couldn't have any broken bones. It couldn't be injured. It couldn't be sick. It had to be perfect. It had to be blameless. It had to be acceptable and holy set apart. You know, you had to have set this, this sheep apart from the rest for a holy sacrifice. And so, um, that's what he's talking about here in Romans 12. He said, you are living sacrifice. You know, that's, we, we can offer our bodies as living sacrifices, like they would offer a lamb or offer a pigeons or, you know, offer animals into the temple for sacrifice. Because if you, you know, when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, you're anointed with his Holy Spirit, you know, filled with his Holy Spirit, you become holy. You become righteous. You know, he knew, who knew no sin became sin so that in him you would become the righteousness of God. It's not a potential. It's a fulfilled action. When you come to faith in Jesus, you become God's righteousness. God's righteousness is bestowed upon you. You know, Luther talked talk about the great exchange. You know, all of your sin for all of his righteousness at the time of, of salvation, at the time of when you professed faith and were filled with this Holy Spirit. And that's what we're talking about here. Um, that you, yourselves, y'all, you individually are a living stone. You are, you know, I've been, we've been reading about this thing, you know, quarried out, out, out in the in, in the mountains and you know, cut from the rocks and then brought, you know, all the tools and all the cutting were done out there. And then they were hauled into temp into Jerusalem and put in place so that none of the, the you know, the, the, the tools and stuff, you know, the sound of tools, you know, would be heard in the temple. So y'all are that stone. You are a stone that Jesus quarried and brought in to join with the church. He formed you into his image. He is forming you into his image by placing you into where you belong in the temple. And that temple is the church. That temple is the people of God. And that's what I'm saying. Like you can't be a temple out on your own. Like those rocks were out in the quarry. You can't be a temple being a single rock. You have to become a, a strategic and integral part in forming the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is the church. And so if you if you're listening to this or watching this and, and you're and you're not a part of the, the local church, uh, know that I, I I empathize with you. I have been there. I've been down the road where I've been hurt by the church. I've been angry at the church. I've given the church the double bird. So like you know, screw it. I'm out. You know, I just I didn't want anything to do with the church or doing ministry whatsoever at all. And then God started to to break my heart for the people of God and, and understanding that the people of God are the church of God. And so, I, you know, wanting to bring that, that love and that desire, that, that unity of the Holy spirit, uh, into, into, you know, into the local church. Like, you know, as God kept saying, you know, be a part of the change that you want to see in the church, you know, transforming that, that famous quote, um, you'll be a part of the change, be a part of the change that you want to see in the world. And God kept saying to me, like, be a part of the change that you want to see in the church where I, the, the, the change that I want to see in the church through, living out the scripture, not just being hearers of the word and trying to just gain knowledge, but being doers of the word. 
And doer, if you're a doer of the word, you can't do church like a typical church. Uh, you can't just go to a Sunday service and then leave and, and go about your life. That's not church. That's not being the church. That's not being a faithful Christian. You have to be with God's people, you know, relationally, lovingly. You have to, you know, there's over a hundred times where it talks about the one another in the scripture. You can't fulfill the Bible, the New Testament, unless you engage in one another. Relationships, community, smaller groups, individual relationships, one-on-ones, that is expressing the church. That's being a temple, you know, being as living stones, being built, you know, a spiritual, into a, a spiritual temple. And we're being built for holy priesthood. Uh, for us to offer our bodies as living sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Uh, because it's all through Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ. Coming together to celebrate Jesus Christ. Um, it's, it, it's coming together um, to be the, the manifestation, the presence of God on this earth. Um, you know, praying for one another. Asking each other to pray for each other. Like I just did this morning uh, with several people. And so... And praying for others, you know, being willing to, to, when people ask you to pray for them, you, you engage in prayer for them. You, and not only just saying, I'll pray for you, maybe just text a prayer. Like you asked me to pray for your, your, your physical healing today, like your, your physical strength. Yes, I will pray for you right now. I'm going to, I'm going to text them. Ah, God, I pray that you will you know, empower this person's body with you know, supernatural ability that they didn't know that they had this morning because of all the soreness. You know. And so God break through their, their body today. And they have it in a text message. They have it in writing, not just a simple Oh, I'll be praying for you. Because how many times do we do that? We're like, oh, I'll be praying for you. We don't. I don't. Whenever I had to said that, like, I usually wouldn't. I wouldn't, you know, but I mean, there are certain people that they do. They like to add them to their prayer list and they go into their, their prayer closet and become their prayer warrior and they're praying for you like crazy in their prayer closet. That's wonderful. I wasn't one of those. And I don't think many people, many of us, you know, typically are. So I think it's beneficial if someone asks you to pray for them. I think you just pray for them right there. You know, just be the, the temple, be the manifestation of God's presence, be a living stone building up the temple of the church, Christ's people, God's people. Um, and so I want to end with, with this. Um, and this is just, you know, one, that was this was the, in, the answer in my head um, to that question. You know, Second Chronicles 6, but will God indeed live on earth with humans? And my answer was yes. Why? Because, well, A, you know, those two verses right there that we, that we, the church are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you know, our, our individual bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. So we're not going to supposed to engage in sexual immorality. Like he talks about later on in first Corinthians, but then in first Peter, he says, you yourselves being as living stones, a spiritual temple are being built into a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices, holy playlists to God. But revelation, here it comes. The fullness of God dwelling with many. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. And so two things. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We can, we can, we as the church embody the very Shekinah dwelling, tabernacling presence of God that was on the Ark of the Covenant in us individually and us when we come to, specifically when we come together. We as the church are the, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, of God's Shekinah dwelling, tabernacling glory. Um, and 
this will ultimately be fulfilled at the end. When, when God restores all things, when, he, when Jesus comes in, in his final return, his final and victorious return, um, and because he said, look, God's dwelling place is with humanity, with, with mankind, and he will live with them. We will be his people, and God himself will be with us as our God. And I love that this is the reason He's come. This is the full, full fullness, the fulfillment of his final and victorious coming, the, the, the restoration of all things and his dwelling with us as humanity. This is the reason. Don't miss this. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. That is the hope. So right now in our in our our, you know, our lives, wherever we're at, if you're listening to this in, in years to come, or, you know, months and weeks to, in years to come, you know, and things get worse, we we are we are living in in unprecedented times for our generation. Now, for previous generations, people have gone through these things, you know, the the plague and you know civil and political unrest and and inequality and all sorts of all sorts of things. You know, pain is part of the human existence. You know, pain is something that I don't ever really believe will ever go away. Um, there's there's no no time where there will not be suffering in our in our world. Um, there will never be a time you know where humanity will have have ultimate peace. Because even you know the Pax Romana, you know, the Romans tried to create peace, but they did it at the at the tip of a sword. You know, if you disrupt something, you die. So they basically just created peace by making everyone else afraid all the time. You know, making everyone afraid all the time. And so that's not a way to have peace. That's not the peace that God is talking about. He's saying he will completely take away everything that causes conflict and disruption and pain and grief and death and sorrow and disunity and corruption. He will take everything away. And that's what it's like to, you know, for, for, for us to live today. And I would say if, if there is... If, if there, there, not so if there's anything, but this is one of the main caveats, one of the main incredible blessings of being a part of the church, of being a part of the people of God, of, of believing and having salvation in Christ and living it in our lives and being a part of the church, being a part of the people of God, being baptized into, um, into the holy people of God, into a, an assembly, the gathering of the church, um, is specifically because we are the kingdom of God. Is that when we come together, we are the temple, we are the body, we are the bride, we are the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, the, the, the nation, the country of God. You know, God's country, God's nation is the church. So if you want to experience God and his hope, his love, his peace, his flourishing, find a church that is specifically living out the scriptures together. Now, that, you know, and I'm not saying that there's just one way to worship. I'm saying there is a way to faithfully come together as the church and to live our identity in Christ. And so I would challenge you to you know, and encourage you and, and adjure you. And please join a church if you're not a part of one. Join in, into community, like engage in smaller group community and one-on-one community. Pursue mentor, mentorship and discipleship. Because that's where the kingdom of God is expressed. That's where the kingdom of God is experienced. Praying for one another, forgiving one another, living out the one another's of scripture is where we find the kingdom 
of God. And remember Jesus' words. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my, my servants would be fighting that I would not be overhanded, handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. So I want to encourage you with that. I love you guys. And uh, I hope that this has helped uh, because we, we as the church, we need to come back together. We need to remember who you are, remember whose you are, and be one, be unified just as God is one. So love you guys. We'll see you next time.